Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know So, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. That's right, iTunes, Spotify, Google, we're on all of them. Make sure you're also staying up to date with us on social media. As you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we provide you with more content. This week, we got a banger of a show. We start off with the Super Bowl and how great of a matchup that could have been. We check in with the hometown Heat and make sure they keep their winning ways going. We also take a look into the world of the UFC, and we finish off with a little golf talk featuring your boy Soso and Joel. Let's go. Yo, Jay. Yo, what it do, boy? What's going on, my brother? It's good to see you. Like always, man. Hey, give me your personal opinion on the Super Bowl that just passed, because I think it was pretty exciting. I want to know what you think real quick. Man, I thought it was, it could have been better. Bottom line, it could have been a little bit more exciting on the Chiefs' part. I, you know, it's it sucked. They had a couple injuries on the O line, and it just changed the the way that the game, you know, played out, you know, in the long run. But it was exciting for Brady. If you were a Brady fan, or you were just hoping that he would, uh, you know, or a Tampa do, Bay do fan, his, right? Do his Brady thing on a whole new team and, and prove that it was a quarterback and not the system. Um, but I thought it was a good Super Bowl overall. What, what did you think? For me. I was kind of disappointed, right? And not because of how Tampa Bay won, because they did their thing, right? They showed up to play offensively and defensively and really did their thing, you know? They they had the momentum. They had the motivation. They had all these things going on for them that night. So it was pretty clear to see why they won that football game. But as a football fan, right, because my team isn't in there. Right, you were expecting more, I'm expecting I'm fireworks, you know, because I, gotcha. I got two of the all-time quarterbacks in the NFL, right, some of the best quarterbacks ever that are going to ever play this game. And I'm thinking, dude, how often do you get a chance to see two guys really going for it in the Super Bowl and expect fireworks and, and not get that duel? So I was kind of disappointed in that, like, that type of fashion. But I can as understand a, that. As a football fan, it kind of left me wanting more because Kansas City didn't even make it interesting. It was like pure, pure domination by Tampa Bay. Oh, absolutely. And, and the score absolute shows domination. it. You know, 31 to 9, zero touchdowns for the number one offense in the NFL. Which, that's ridiculous right there. They held them to, was it, nine points? They didn't break double digits either? Yep. That's, I mean, again, for the powerhouse that we were talking about that we were giving all these props to last week, man. It was it was just embarrassing, honestly. And it sucked, though, because they were out two O-linemen, man. And Mahomes was running for his life. I don't know if you saw that stat that he ran for, like, 500 yes, yards before he, he made a play or yes, threw sir. the ball or got past the Had line to of get scrimmage. a release, yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And, and that just shows you how dominant, like, that Tampa Bay defensive line, like with Sue and Pat and JPP, yeah, those we guys were about getting him last episode. after him. We said that they, and the DBs too, the, all the DBs. My did. boy Winfield Jr., yep. I said it. Yep. You know, he, he was going to make plays because he that's what he does. Yeah, he's young, but A, his dad is an NFL freaking great, right? And B, he went to a good college, came out as a high draft pick, and produced the whole year and really made his own name in the NFL playing defense. You right. know, so it's it was no shock to see me to see that guy balling out and me going, Yup. And I, I love that he tried Tyreek Hill, 
because he got that <laughs> revenge back on him in he the biggest sport with right that in front of him. your face. Yeah, a lot of people were like, why would he do that to Tyreek? But the, he did a backflip in Tyreek's face after he scored on him in their, in their matchup in the regular season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for sure. But not only that, that's like that high intensity that Brady was playing with and had these guys yeah. at, yeah. right, to be like, yo, this is this is how we're getting down this whole game. I called it. You I know? said it. Hey. I said that he hey. was going to lead them to the promised land, man. Yeah, you did. That, and it was true because they, they were firing on all cylinders. That defense, like Mahomes, and credit to Mahomes, too, because I just saw today uh, also a post of uh, all the receivers that were mic'd up on Tampa Bay sideline, right. and they were, they were just – giving credit where it was due for Mahomes. They were like, "How this guy's a magician. How is he making these passes? Because it's, it's one thing that he can get away and scramble for the rush, and we see that time and time again, these QBs that think they're cute and they can run around, yep. but they don't end up doing anything with the ball. Either it's intentional grounding, they throw it away, they throw a pick. Dude, Mahomes was making these throws on the numbers. So And, and some of them were like, it was just the, the receiver's fault that, that they dropped it, and one of the touchdowns. Not some of them. A lot of them. One of the touchdowns they should have had was because of a drop Facts. pass. Facts. Not some of them. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot. You, you know, That's it true. was a lot of them because, like you said, Mahomes was making the plays. He was surviving and running around and scrambling. That's that that we talked about earlier. He was doing exactly what he had to do and adapting to what was happening to him, right? And he's still finding ways to make the throws, these throws at, with weird arm angles, right? Throwing over the top, not looking, I'm coming back, not, oh, hey, I'm going to throw it to you, underhand. This guy's throwing the ball in all different type of angles to make plays, and his receivers were letting him down. Letting him down. Yeah, it was, because if you it was look bad out, enough that he was fighting for his life out there running around, and he just he couldn't get any help with, with the catches. They were just not helping. Here's the example, right? Brady's going to his second and third option, right? Because let's say that Tampa, that Kansas City is taking away their first option, right? On defense. Cool. He's going to the second and third option, and those guys are making plays. Yeah. Gronk, two touchdowns. AB, a touchdown, right? No, the backup. I think Cameron Bray also had, had some plays where he had like four or five catches. Yeah, yeah, he was making those grabs. So now. I think the, one of their only guys that didn't catch him was the the, the, the O lineman that was in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that he like he had a chance for the touchdown of the Super Bowl, and it gets knocked away, Bro, man. You're asking so, a lot. It hit him in the face. It hit him in the face, but you're asking a lot of a big yeah, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. To but go it could have been his moment, you know, to score a touchdown. A Super Bowl dude. historic moment. You know what I'm saying? Remember that time and I it hit caught him a in touchdown the face and it got knocked out, man. So funny, but it was it was entertaining, you know. Like again, the game could have been a lot better, right? And but we at the expected end of the day, for me, man, he he's the goat. You know, this there was people that uh, you know were doubting that before because they're just Brady haters. I was one of them up until you know n not too long ago. I can mm -hmm, recall, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's just you got to give credit where it's due. This man left the Patriots. You know, he was called a system quarterback. It didn't matter who you put there; they're going to be successful. He goes to Tampa Bay with a brand new coach, brand new teammates offense and in a whole different conference leads the team in his first year with that team to the Super Bowl and beats the reigning champs and former MVP Patrick Mahomes and not to mention he also ran through two other former Super Bowl champions and MVPs Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and he, he's doing it with ease I mean they asked him at the end of the you know at the uh, at when he won his MVP and he was um saying a few words, he said uh, he was coming back. You know, they were like, oh, we're, you know, you're done? And he was like, nah, you know we're running it back. Without and a it's doubt. It's like, it's like looking at, like, LeBron, like what LeBron does right now and how effortless and how efficient he is with stuff. It, it's like looking at him. It's crazy.
if it wasn't clear to you as a football fan that Tom Brady is probably the best quarterback you've seen and will ever see, this Super Bowl showed you that and made it clear. Like, there's no more debate. There's no, well, maybe Tom Brady was this or he was a cheater or maybe he was, nah, 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 nah. Scratch all of that. Scratch all of that. Give the man his props. Say, yo, Brady, I wish you were on my team. I wish the Dolphins were oh, yeah. court, like oh, drafted 100%. you. I, you know? I was saying South Beach Brady when he was on the move, and I wanted him, man, even at this age. Hell yeah. Because I know he's capable of doing this. But. And I know 49er fans are kicking their ass because it came out <laughs> last week that, you know, they had a chance to, to sign Tom Brady and whatever, for whatever reasons, it didn't happen. What an idiot. Big mistake. <laughs> but... You, you know, you know what you're getting with Tom Brady, and his thing is winning Super Bowls. And Tom Brady's gonna win Super Bowls, and he's gonna keep going to win Super Bowls. He's seven and three in the in the, in the Super crazy. Bowl, bro. It's crazy. He has a there's a better percent, a better chance of Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl than Steph Curry making a three. Facts. Statistically, if you're looking at the, the, the statistics, so Facts. yeah, man. But anyways, I know we uh, we had a bunch of prop bets last week. Uh, I don't know if you know how we did, but I kept track of them throughout the game. I think I did pretty good. I think we did the same. I think we did pretty <laughs> good. I think we did pretty good. I mean, I'm glad I got the anthem, right? Right. Even though you, you, Barstool, you got, that guy on Barstool, right. pretty ruined smart it. move, ruined it for, for everybody. everybody. But they that actually was took genius. that bet away because yeah. of that. Yeah, what a jerk. What a jerk. Yeah. But smart move. Should have just the kept coin it toss, to yourself. Tails failed. Yeah, tails In failed. In fact, I got that one good. obviously shows it obviously fails. Runner pass for the first play. How they actually interesting. went with a pass. They went with a pass. And that then the very next play was a run. Yeah, it was pretty interesting that they started off with the pass. And I, and I felt like maybe it was like just to show, hey, I'm going to put the pressure on you and kind of like, you know, show you that I'm here to sling it. We also had the the outfits for the weekend. He didn't get the two more than no. One he outfit. stayed in the same outfit the stayed whole time. In the same and outfit, same which is kind of weird. And, and his face looked normal again. You were talking about his face. Yeah, he looked normal. <laughs> he looked normal. So I guess it was part of the. It was the all story. a gimmick. Yeah, it was man. part of the story, it was but all just a gimmick. It was a cool show. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. You know, for not being a, a huge weekend fan, I was I was really entertained. Yeah. Did you mention though the first score? The, who were the first people to score? No, I didn't mention it. That was Kansas City. I think you you took the Bucks. I took Kansas City cool. on that. Cool. Uh, but going back to to halftime, the first song I called that all day. Star oh, yeah, Boy, he, he came out. I was so hype. I was screaming in my living room. It was awesome. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> yeah, my fiance was like, "What the hell is your problem?" I'm like, "You have no you idea. Have you no wouldn't idea. understand. You wouldn't understand. It's a podcast thing." Um, sunglasses. He did come out. So he took them off, but he did come I mean, out. He with did them. come out in sunglasses, so we, which makes sense. It's very Hollywood. I mean, come like, on. It's kind of like the status was, quo. I said, "Hammer that." I said, yeah. "Bet the house on that one." So. Uh, the next one, the fluff and rough. I kind of forgot about this one. You reminded me about Team this one. Team rough, baby. <laughs> I guess fluff. It was a toss up, and Team rough. I should have known Team rough was gonna win a football game, right? They had the Labradors, man. What can I say? <laughs> uh, more passing yards. E- even though Brady uh, won the game, Mahomes actually had more passing yards than him, and we both guessed that. He should have had three hundred and fifty yards minimum instead of the the two seventy that he ended up with. Right. Uh, and then uh, I, I called Brady being the MVP. Yep, you got um, that. That was a that was a one. I mean, I rode that train home. I, I had said I was. They were. I had them winning it, so they're gonna give it to Brady. They weren't gonna give it to anybody else. I think that was a pretty just easy pick. And then the Gatorade, dude, you hit on the Gatorade. It was blue, and it was plus six hundred. <laughs> that was a hell of a bet. So I hope you got that one. And if you did, shoot me a text, buy me a beer. You yeah, know? buy me so, a beer. 
In total, we did. We went six for eleven. So I mean, that's uh, over five hundred, right? I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll take, take it. it. You know, that beats any other odds and other bookies that are out there, probably. All day, all day. You know, holla at your boy. But something that I wanted to get into is the Heat. Our boys are in action right now. At the time of recording, they're up on the Knicks. But more importantly, they were able to get the winning streak going. Yeah, man. You know, it was we it was, needed, it, we needed it in the worst way because like we had talked about earlier, we didn't have the entire team healthy. Right. There was a lot of moments in the in the season where we're playing with one guy and then this guy's out and then this other guy misses. You know, it's it's very rough to win games consistently when you don't have your players, especially your star players. But it was nice to see the Heat just win two games in a row, man, because it was only yeah. the second time this season that it's happened. And it was it was a major. Forget the two teams that we beat. Yeah, you want to say the Knicks aren't that bad, but they're, uh, they're not that good. You mean, I mean, but at least they're doing enough to win games and be in a position where they can challenge for a playoff spot as opposed to us where we're way under 500, yeah. you know? Yeah, that was my question to you last week when, you know, when we when we met last week for last week's episode was, are we making the playoffs? Because the way that we've been playing, it's just it, it's not clear to me that we have what it takes this year to be you know, in a playoff situation. Um, so it was nice to have those two bounce back dubs. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, we beat, we end up beating the Wizards, uh, 122-95, and then we, we go on to beat the Knicks, um, 109-103. But it was nice because we got the revenge on the Wizards, right? The You know, they, they beat us, um, 103-100. And look, Bradley Beal killed us the first game. That, yeah. He, that, he dropped 32, and then subsequently, he, next game, Ice cold started 0 for 13. That was the game where they got wrapped up, him Correct. and Jimmy Butler. Let Correct. me ask you this question. Do you think in that moment, in that instance, that Jimmy Butler <laughs> just may have, may have just possibly asked him, hey, man, you want to come to Miami and play with us? I seriously doubt it. And I seriously doubt it because of this specific reason. Beal already committed to the city of Washington. All and right. He's not I won't be. beat a dead horse You know, anymore, don't, beat that, that, don't beat that dead horse. We won't even need to get into that. If it was possible, guess what? He would have said, no comment. Uh, I don't really want to speak on this. You know, a bunch of other excuses that he could have dropped in order to say, yeah, I'm still available. But he doubled down and said, I'm staying in Washington. I'm not moving. And that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. I can't hate on that. But he played great that night, man. 32 points, 32 eight points. rebounds. But it then, you know, we need you, that. You, we need that. But this is something that I saw, I put on my, on the Instagram post today that got some type of reaction. The Kyle Lowry thing. Yeah, he's 35. He's going to be 35 in March. But we could use somebody who's consistent offensively and can control the rest of the offense with us without us having to rely on Jimmy to move the ball. You know what I mean? I do. I get what you're saying, but I, I, I think we can get that from somewhere else. I don't I don't necessarily – I don't want to knock Kyle Lowry because he is – You can't. He, he's a former NBA champion. You Thank know what you. I mean? Like you got to give him his respect, especially after DeMar left. Um, you know, I, he did have Kawhi, but still, I mean, he stayed there and he committed to the team and, and he, you know, he won a championship and all that. So I got to give it to him, but he's – Frankly, too late in his career for him to make an impact in the, in the heat right now. Don't I say think. that just yet. And, and here's why. We see the impact that Dragic has when he plays for us full, full health, at full health, and with a considerable amount of minutes that he gets. So when Dragon is doing his thing and he's actually healthy and feels good and he can play hard for 25 minutes, 30 minutes a game, he's extremely effective because we saw it in the playoffs, right? Imagine having a full-time starter that can do that. 
That's Kyle Lowry. And we don't have to depend on Hero bringing up the ball and causing turnovers here and there as he learns to be a point guard or handle the rock, you know, at the NBA level. So that's why, to me, I wouldn't be super mad if they made that trade and if it cost us something, right? But you got to look at that as a real possibility, as one of the options that could spark the team to get going again. Because it's obvious that we need another player. It's dead obvious. We need another player. No, we absolutely do. And I, but I think that we do fundamentally. We do have the core players that we need. I, I, I think you know you mentioned it on the last episode. A big man. Yeah. I would rather go r- that route than a point guard. Honestly. Call San Antonio. I know. I, I know you want uh, uh, Aldridge. Bring the homie. I'll take him. That's my point. Like at that age, you know what I mean. He's he's also older. He's also later in his career. He still produces. He's still a great veteran player. Yeah. You know we're still gonna have to give something up, but. Then he's bringing that size to the table, which is what I think the Heat need more so than another guard in the backcourt. I think we're I think we're good on guards, man. I don't. It's not that to say we don't have enough guards, right? What we have is a mismatch of guards, right? Where there's not like one complete guard that you can look at and be like, "Yep, you're super reliable." You know, we have the shooter guard, we have the guard that plays defense, we have the guard that can shoot threes, we have the guard that can just you know defend the bigger guy. None of that in a complete package, right? Kyle Lowry is somebody that brings that complete package. Right. So we can actually get him and put him in a position where, like I said, he can solidify us on offense and do his thing on defense where we're not going to miss a beat and not have to worry about Hero or Duncan having a mismatch on defense because they're in the game. I gotcha. But besides that, I want to talk about them winning because the winning is the important thing. We bounced back against against the Wizards, and we put a really good performance, right? Bam, another double-double. Uh, KO on fire from the three-point. He was 5 of 7. Jimmy Butler, 14 and 8, and eight points. Where he, got, he didn't shoot that well, but he got to the strike. He's and getting his rhythm back. Slowly but surely. And Hero chipping in 17 points in 29 minutes. Now, again, he shoots a lot. You're That's right. why I say, like, you need, we don't have that control on offense that we should have in order to make us more efficient. Yeah. But besides that point, we get that win. We go up to, we go uh, beat New York at home, and then we have the other matchup, which is going on tonight, which, like I saw right now, we're currently down, but it is what it is. Like, we, we could bounce back and get this game and get three in a row. It's really going to solidify us as far as having momentum to get back into the playoff chase because right now we, that's not a real possibility. You know, we can't look at that as our, our target. We have to really look at putting together winning streaks, three games, four games, five games here and there. We need them. We need them in spurts. And moving them like that. We need them in spurts, man. It's a spe- you know, it's a little bit shorter season. You know, I've been saying that, even though it's not that much shorter, but it still is. So every you know, every game counts, man. Every game is just that much that much more important than the next. So we need to put together a couple more spurts here, and hopefully we can turn this this around and and. Get past our fourth quarter ro- woes, right? We've been talking about that, that, you know, we've been having issues in the fourth quarter. I mean, right now as we're recording this, we're going into the fourth down to the Knicks. You know, we just beat them. We should be able to take care of business. Can he get it done now? You know, hopefully. No, and how we won, because we won that game in the fourth quarter sp- specifically. You know, it's not like we blew them out the water and then we had our reserves in and then they came back. No, the Third quarter was the pivotal turn, and then we got into the fourth, and Jimmy was able to really play well, right? He had an assist to Kelly O that had a, a and one. He made two free throws. He hit a jumper. Like, he played clutch down the stretch, and that's what we need. We need those clutch moments from, like, the seven-minute mark, ten-minute mark 
all the way down to the zeros. The takeover moments. And, and that has to be the takeover for whoever has yeah, it that exactly. night. Whether it's Bam, whether Hero, it's Jimmy, Jimmy Hero, yep. you know, whoever. But we need to be able to produce turn that, that on and turn that on. You know, without that, we're not going to kill off teams, especially yeah. weak teams that think that they can have a shot at us because of how bad we're playing a- right exa- now. Exactly. And they're not putting that respect on our name. I mean, like I said. Let's see what happens with tonight's game, right? Let's see what happens with tonight's game. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, we're on a three-game win streak, right? And you never know. We might just give you a quick little update, as we usually do on the Instagram Live, and let you know how the Heat doing and whether or not we're ordering the pizza mañana. <laughs> you had pizza for a I co- can't get pizza off there. my mind, bro. It's like <laughs> embedded in there. I know you had pizza recently. 50%, bro. <laughs> it's a good deal. You know, I know what I mean? I know. So, hopefully, yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday seems like a good night for pizza. Absolutely. I'd be down for some papayon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Something else I was impressed with this weekend. Uh, I don't know if you saw the fights. I'm pretty sure you did. You're a big UFC guy. Uh, we saw two big fights in the UFC. Uh, Literally. More, uh, we saw a nasty-ass knockout, and we saw a bloody knockout. Right. Uh, as a fan of UFC, longtime fan of UFC, number one, I'm amazed that Frankie Edgar is still in the division, <laughs> still fighting. Still getting his, his fucking shit run. And still getting... Getting big fights. It's yeah. not like he's fighting, you know, the 13th ranked guy or whatever. Nah, man. That 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 Sanhagen guy, kid is not a joke. He's a big, real problem, and he's looking to fight for the belt. He's 14-2, and two, man. You know what I mean? He's a real problem. And he KO'd Frankie Edgar, the second fastest in UFC history. We all know who holds that title. Obviously, the, the homie from the 305, Jorge Masvidal, you know? Shout out. Shout out Masvidal. You know? But... It was super impressive how he timed him, how he lured him in, and just walloped him with that knee. Perfect oh, it timing. Was, it and was just so left perfect. Him. And I was that a little concerned at first. Amazing. I was like, damn, Frankie, 40, just got knocked out with a knee, homie. Yeah. You know, like, get up. <laughs> nah, that's it, bro. You try to get up you from know? somebody yeah, hitting nah, you with nah, that. Nah, the momentum, easy. the force that that guy just drove through his face with. Oh, my goodness. I can't. I can't even imagine how he's feeling right now, days after the fight. But I mean, if I, if I'm Frankie Edgar, I don't. I don't know if I come back after that. I think that that's that's the one that just tells you, you know what? Let me let me walk out of here instead of you know crawling out on my knees. Like let me let me let me do it while I still can. No, dude, and we have to be super happy that he got up. Thankfully, he's okay. You know, yeah. doctors checked him out, and and again, he's got the heart of a freaking lion, heart oh, of a no champion. Doubt. It's undeniable. But it's just that Corey Hay- Hagen's time is right now. Yeah, they're at two different parts of points in their career, man. Exactly. And that's it. Like Frankie Yeager, like I said, great fighter. But I think after this one, buddy, you got you to gotta hang him up. Absolutely. I felt the same way about the heavyweight fight, too, between Alistair Overeem and um, Alexander Volkov. How so? Because, number one, Overeem is 40. Yeah. He's been fighting for over 20-something years, right? He's fought in pride. He's fought um, in countless Thai boxing tournaments, countless uh, kickboxing tournaments, Muay Thai tournaments. So this guy's like, you know, fighting is his life. Right. He's seasoned. You know, more than seasoned. That guy's hardened, right? (laughs) So, but he's in there with a a kid. I say a kid. He's 26, 27 in his prime in Volkov. And, you know. Like you said, he's he's had that seasoning, that hardened, but he's suffered some big damages. So now this kid is punching him. He's bo- boxing him because Overheim couldn't, like, throw kicks at him. He really couldn't, like, outspeed him when it came to throwing the jab first. Yeah. So Alexander was able to really tee off on him and would just pepper him with straight jabs and hooks and straight jabs and hooks. 
by the end of the first round, you know that famous cut that Alistair has on his lip? Yeah. That shit was busted wide open, bro. Fucking wide open, you know? Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. Now you have a cut above your nose. You have a cut under your eye. And, like, you know, you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah. And it was kind of fucked up to see him, like, up there still trying to make noise in that division. Yeah, but, I mean, that's because of the division that it is. There's not a lot of heavyweights around. No. He's still going to get paid. Like, it's a paycheck for him. No, he's still going to get the fights. You know what I'm saying? But it just sucks. It's like, dude, don't don't abuse yourself like that. You don't have to go through that anymore. You know, that's another one that, that I think you'll have to hang it up. 47 and 19 in his career. Uh, one no contest. I, I, that's, I mean, uh, you got to just ride off into the sunset, my guy. You and Frankie Edgar need to go hit up Cancun. Spring break is coming up. Go hang out with the, the COVID clueless kids. And talk about the good old just, days. You know what I'm saying? And you're good. You're going to be good, bro. Everything's going to be fine, brother. I feel like as a fighter, you got to know when to call it when, bro. And I'm not saying give up that lifestyle because still train, you know, you're eight hours a day and you can morph that into something that could be more productive where where you're actually, you know, training somebody or, or opening a gym or something like that. You know, countless opportunities that you can have in that fight world, right, as a retired fighter to still have an impact and live that same lifestyle without taking the risk, you know, and the payday, of course, but being in the ring when you shouldn't really be in the ring because it's obviously trending towards a young man's game. Whether the talent is as incredible as we're used to, right? Like there's no more GSPs just rolling around or Brian Sierras or, you know, um, even well, the Iceman. GSP said, we, I don't know if we talked about this on, on the show already, but GSP said he, he might come back. Yeah, to fight, because uh, he knows. He knows that he could get away with fighting be. one of these young punks and, and not really get messed up like he would have back in the day, you know? It is what it is. It's a fight, and it's a fight game. And yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a good card, man. It was definitely a good weekend for fights. And now, I mean, back-to-back weekends. Now we got another main event, another uh, title fight here for um, welterweight. And you got Camaro Usman, who's 17-1 and against Gilbert Burns, who's been tearing it up. He's been coming up 19-3. and I, I really think that this, this is going to be an interesting fight, man. And I'll tell you why. Because, A, they were former training partners. They both trained at American Top Team. So when you're in the gym with somebody like that, even though you're not training with them every day, you kind of look over there and you kind of see how much work he's putting in, how tired is he, you know, what's his little move and shit like that. So you get to learn those little things because eventually you are going to spar with him, right? Right. Especially if you're in the same weight class. So that's that's already an interesting in, intro into the fight to be like, all right, these two guys from the same camp are willing to put the belt on the line and say, yeah, let's fight for this shit, you know, and see who's the best. I got to respect both fighters for doing that. Mainly Usman, you know what I mean? Yeah, he beat Jorge Masvidal, but whatever. Yeah. He, he did I his mean, thing to win. Exactly. He was just going in there. Just he, he was ready for a different fight. Masvidal took that fight. You know, props to him. He just took it on short notice. That was another big payday for him. And, you know, Usman did what he needed to do. He he didn't let some you know somebody come in there and, and control the fight. He just... You know, did what he normally does, kicks and, and, and just taking control of the center of the ring. And um, he's going to do that again, I think, honestly. I think he's a very tactical fighter. I think he's very strategic. You know, he's very precise as well. 
Um, and I think he's itching because of the fact that the last fight he got was Masvidal, who wasn't like an opponent that really prepared for him. Correct. That like he's like he's not. I don't. Th- I feel like he's not satisfied. I wouldn't be satisfied with something like that. And then not having fought in a while, I think that also builds up, and you you want to prove that to everybody again that you are the champion. Absolutely. And and again, and he probably decided on Gilbert Burns for that reason to say, you know what? Let me get in there with a guy who's a real threat, right? And people can't deny my greatness and say, oh, I'm not that good enough anymore or whatever. Or that fight against George was bullshit. I'm going to go out there, fight a dangerous guy, right? One of the most dangerous guy in the welterweight division and kick his ass and keep my belt. Because that's what it's about. When you have the belt, you got to fight top-notch talent. Exactly. Don't fight the bullshit guy. Exactly. You know, this isn't like the bullshit game of boxing where you got to like, oh, no, this guy signed to this guy. Maybe you can fight this guy. Nah, when you're under UFC, Poppy, you're going to fight whoever I tell you deal. you fight. Yeah. You know, whether you like you it or got, not. I mean, sooner or later, it's going to come around. You're going to have Absolutely. to fight those guys. You're going to have to fight them. You know what I mean? Like, where are you going to go? So that's what I, I like about that. It's going to be a really exciting card. Who are you going to pick? Too. For the fight? Yeah. Usman. Mm, interesting. Go on, go on Usman. Yeah, yeah, I said I got to stick think. with my roots, dog. You yeah. Know, you know my girl's Brazilian, dog. <laughs> I know, I know. So you I'm sticking that. with the Hebrew. No, it's definitely a good pick. What are, you know what? I'm going to look that up for you right now, actually. Give me one second. <clears throat> for sure. And, I, and I'm and i picking Burns because I think he has been studying Usman for a while. And when the opportunity arose to get the fight, he was like, yeah, I'm ready for it. I kind of studied this guy's game. I could see the weakness in his game. I'm going to go for it. Nice. I, I get you. All right. So when I was looking up, I was pulling up with the odds for you. So... Uh, your boy is actually uh, plus two thirty underdog, so not I'll bad. Take it. I'll take the. I'll take those take odds it. if you like them, and, and definitely, you know, I, there's I understandable why you would like him in this fight against Usman. That's those are really good odds, but I, I'm gonna go with my dog Usman. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna put it to him for sure. Usman is the better wrestler, right? But Burns isn't a bad wrestler by any means. He's a real wrestler, not like Masvidal, where he's gonna get manhandled. You know what I mean by somebody up top, or bring him down whenever they want. Um, that battle is going to be interesting. And I don't think that Burns has, like, knockout power. You know what I mean? But if he does find an opportunity where Usman is tired, right, third, fourth round, and yeah. he can connect some punches rapidly and knock him out, I think he'll go for it. I don't think Usman's going to get tired. Me I neither. Think this guy, this guy is like a, he's, he's like an android, man. This guy's a machine. So we'll see. We'll see who, who gets the, the better of who next week. Speaking about getting the better of who, <laughs> you definitely got the better of, you know, the squad this weekend where we went to go play golf. Oh, man, I play like trash anyways, man. I fucking hate golf and, and love it so much at the same damn time. No, first hole, you're like, fuck yeah, I ripped it. Third hole, you're like, Jesus, why did I come out here? <laughs> why did I come out that, here? That's it, though, man. Then you find the beer cart lady, you're like, yes, this is the answer to my no, problem. No, it was so funny because obviously we played with both your brothers yeah, man. and uh, your older brother. Was like, hey, uh, at the beginning, he was like, hey, so how often do you golf, man? And I was like, I hey, pretty much know. do it like every weekend, you know, every like, <laughs> once a weekend, you know, so pretty much every weekend. He's like, huh. And then as like the round went by, you know, we were out there talking shit, hanging out, drinking some beers and stuff, hey, sharing some laughs. He was like, so you do this every weekend, huh? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, right? <laughs> it's, it's a, a vibe it, out there, It's man. a vibe, bro. It's a good lifestyle, man. And it's obviously a fun game to play. You know, we had a lot of fun um, playing on that golf course, which was pretty smooth. Uh, played for fun and fair, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward course. It's not too long or anything, so I like taking anybody that's a beginner there. But you, you had the moment of the day, I think. 
with my eight-yard chip, Dude, baby, in nice. the hole. Get in nice. the hole. And you know what's funny? I was telling my boy, I was like, man, you know, I think I'm going to get my bag embroidered, El Tigre Woods, <laughs> and just see what type of reaction I get like that, you know, and, like, buy a, a tiger that has, like, a mustache or something. I don't know. That's but hilarious, I, bro. You should do that branding ASAP. Right? Nobody steal that. Nobody steal that. El Tigre Woods. That's, that's me, guys. That's hilarious, All right? bro. No, that was a nice chip, man. You had some nice touch around the greens, Yeah, bro. but you that had was- the driver of the day, though. I'm, yeah, that's fine, man. But it doesn't matter if you can't get it on the green or putt or do you. anything else. If you end up with I a double you. bogey, it doesn't matter what you did on the drive. But I, I, I feel like it never connects, right? It's never both. Like, damn, I drove really well and my short game was on. It's rarely that. It's either, man, I drove really well, but my short game was trash. Or yeah, I no, couldn't no. drive the ball, but my short game was pretty good. It's always something. It's no, like it's hard for it to all click for you. I've been, right. I've been playing for a few years now, and I, I'm working on my swing now more than ever because, you know, I, I, I'm, I have a very unorthodox swing, and I've been training, you know, to try to get rid of my bad habits. But it's so damn hard, man. It's just yeah, – I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I don't get paid for this shit, so I'd rather just go out there, have a bunch of beers, and just have fun, you know, at right. the end of the day. Which is exactly what we did. So we got we got to do it again. Exactly. And man. we also had some good golf too. It was nice because you know I got to see some golf right before the Super Bowl too. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, just I watched a quick it. update I watched on it. that for any golf fans out there. Brooks Kepka, huge comeback victory at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, ends up winning by one stroke over Xander Shoffley. When Xander Shoffley and Jordan Spieth were tied up, you know, going into Sunday, all they needed to do was go a couple under par, which is easy for right. these guys, and they had right. done it all weekend. And they didn't, and Brooks Kepka had a hell of a day, and he came back, and he won it. Congrats to him. For, for sure. Uh, he for obviously played he, he played aggressively because he knew that if those guys slip up at any moment, like you said, I can jump in there. And I honestly thought that Jordan was going to win it because he was pr- playing uh, pretty solid. That's who I was for. You know, I, he, everybody, I think, was because it's been so long since he's won on tour. Right. And, no, he was playing well that day. Going I mean, he into shot the, lights out the day before, Saturday's round. I really thought that he was just gonna hold it off, but bro, like like you said, Bruce really played aggressive and Brooks, and Brooks. went after it. Brooks went um, after it. No, and then what won it for him? I mean, I, I posted it on my story. Shout out to Miami Golf Bros. Let's go. Um, he he, I, he chipped in on hole number I think sixteen or seventeen, and he chipped in for eagle. It was like a crazy crazy chip because if it doesn't hit the pin and go in the hole, it rolls past the hole. Yep. And he might even make par on that hole, not eagle. It would have been a whole different story, but. He makes that. That was a huge. It was such a clutch moment. This is a kind of controversial guy who in the past has said he doesn't care about regular tournaments and only shows up for majors because he has four of them in his career. He's a winner. He has eight wins now. Half of them are majors. That's a hell of an accomplishment. But he won the People's uh, Open, you know, as they refer to it, the Waste Management uh, which is where he got his first win. So it was it was really cool, man. And then we got to see the GOAT, Tom Brady, do his thing later that night. So, man, Sunday was just a hell of a day for sports. I'm going to miss football, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to miss it, bro. But it's all right. We'll replace it with some more rounds, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's time no, to gonna, fill now. Who knows? We're going to go golf heavy from now on, I guess. Who knows? We who got knows? the Masters coming up. There's a lot of good golf coming up. Yes, so sir. We got to fill the void somehow. Let's see, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking they're going to let in fans this year. I'm thinking they're gonna let yeah, in they're, the fans. Yeah, they're they're letting they're letting fans back because in because we saw fans little. in this past tournament. So yeah, yeah, by little. A, I mean like t- like ten twenty percent capacity, but it's better than nothing. Better than zero, bro. At that moment, man, that moment where Brooks chipped in, like you can actually hear a roar. Where like other tournaments last year, it was just dead silent. Like nobody sell, says anything, which is so awkward. Like you need that. Like you need that for your adrenaline. A hundred percent. I kind of felt like I needed that when I made yeah. my chip. <laughs> hey, I I yelled. All right. 
I got hyped for you, bro. For sure. Before it even went in the hole, it was tracking, and I was like, let's go. It looked good, baby. As soon as I hit it, I was like, oh, I got this one nice. Yeah, dude. Sweet spot. I got no, it We got to definitely do it again. We're going to get you out on the for range sure. a lot more. Well, that's the end of this week's episode. Joel, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure, Soso. No doubt. If you're listening, thank you very much. Make sure you're also clicking that subscribe button using whatever streaming platform that you're on. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter as we provide you with more content on social media. And if you like the show, make sure you tell a friend. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. And let them know how dope the show is. Until next week, y'all. Peace. Heat alert. Bonus material. If you stuck around, well, you're in luck. Guess what? Heat win. 98, 96, after Knicks, let's, let's go. Let's go, baby. Pizza let's today. Go. Pizza, pizza, pizza today. Pizza today. Get your pizza. Courtesy of Papa John's and the Miami Heat. Three-game win streak. Let's go. See you next week, folks. Peace. Peace.